Sometimes in life you find yourself on the right side of the line, where the skies open up and cast a towering shadow, guarding you from the worst life has to offer. And then... That same sky rips away that warm blanket from your clutching arms and casts it into the night. Now, you are on the wrong side of the line. And that's why I'm here, to keep you in line. A line we call the Dry Line. Go to the movies. This is the Dryline Farmer Podcast, episode number 17 of the Dryline Farmer Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Brent Carlson, and with me, as always, Landon. Landon, tell me how's it going, brother? Oh, it's going good, Brent. How are you? Man, I'm just pretty good. I can't can't complain. It wouldn't do any good anyway. Nobody listens to me anyway. And I would complain about my wife listen, not listening to the podcast, actually, but you know, that doesn't do any good. She said she's going to listen to it tomorrow. That is last week's podcast. You'd think that the person I live with would be the first person to listen, wouldn't you, Landon? I, I mean, I'm sure your wife listens like the second I publish it, right? Oh, yeah. She's right there. She's right there waiting. Man, I tell you, every time it drops, I, you tell me your wife listens to it. So, I don't know. And you've been married like a whole lot less time than I have. So, I don't know. I guess mine, I don't know. I guess she's just giving up on me. But, hey, you know, sometimes... You just go with the flow, but nonetheless, we're here. We're happy to be here. It's the Dryline Farmer Podcast. Like I said, we're at episode 17, so we're still going. We haven't been run over by the tractor yet or, you know, been hit by that three-phase uh, panel box we've always been working on, but we're here. Uh, you're always going to follow us. I know you're going to follow me. It's at Trader Brent on Twitter, at Trader Brent. Landon, what's yours? Uh, no twit, Landon, 44. And tell, tell us again how many, uh, how many followers you have now, Landon. Well, it's kind of a rough week. I went from two down to down to one so i've lost lost 50 percent, but i'm still i'm holding out hope well you know there's always hope you've still got still got a little time left unless you keep eating those triple quarter pounders that you always eat so tasty so tasty well hey uh yeah so follow us on twitter there at trader brent and that's landon's uh land tell us one more time landon no twit landon 44 you on these on these podcast things you always got to say it like two or three times because Apparently, everybody's attention span is kind of short. I know mine is. But, yeah, follow us there and then uh, download this puppy on our website, thedrylinefarmerpodcast.com. The dryline.farmerpodcast.libson.com. we got to get that uh, provider in there. Otherwise, it, you know, probably send you to some Russian site where there's some dryline guy that's got images you don't really want to see. And, uh, you know, like I said, the biggest one's iTunes and uh, Google Play and SoundCloud and Stitcher and all those good places. Anyway, today... Movies that have been overlooked a lot, especially in our industry, you know, the ag industry, agriculture industry. We're going to push out those movies, and we're going to give you some speculations on what we think the alternate, not so much the alternate endings, but the entire alternate plot on some of these movies that were based in the, uh, you know, based on farms, and or not even based on the farms, just took place on a farm. And um, the uh, kind of douchebaggery that went on, and what we really think the producers were going after when they when they went after these movies. So you're really going to want it. It's not going to be a five-star, one-star kind of thing. It's just going to be an alternate reality for these movies. Movies with farms in them. So, yeah, that's going to be in our segment here on, on segment two. So stay tuned. 
Actually, Landon, why don't you go ahead and tell some of those movies that we're going to look into? Well, some of them are well-known movies like Star Wars, Footloose, and some of them are less lesser-known movies like Places in the Heart, Funny Farm, Son-in-Law. Yeah, all, all quality Oscar-contending movies. So, yeah, but like I said, they're not going to be... The, these aren't going to be reviews. These are going to be actual alternate realities for these shows. So stay tuned for that. And, um, yeah, it's going to be great. We're also going to have our regular uh, Radar Ricardo. He's at it again. And uh, our sponsor this week, you're going to love it. Actually, it's not so much a product this time. Is it? It's actually a movie trailer or a movie preview. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be here. But before we go any further, I actually told Landon I wasn't going to tell him what this first segment was going to be about because I, I wanted to get his pure reaction me and my, the family, we went to a, a minor league hockey game last weekend at the Civic Center in Amarillo, Texas. Now, it's, you know, Civic Center, it's pretty modernized. It's a pretty nice place. And, of course, you know, there's about a, we went to the hockey game, and I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Slapshot Landon. Have you ever seen that with Paul Newman? Oh, yeah, I love it. <clears throat> Classic movie, uh, minor league hockey team in, a, in a Canada. Well, uh, you always saw the kind of caliber of people that went to watch those games, let alone the people that played these games. And uh, what I'm about to tell you isn't unique to just hockey fans, obviously, because we've all been in those public bathrooms that we all love so much. So, uh, yeah, we watched the first two periods, and uh, we had the boys with us, and it was already like 9 o'clock, so we're going to like, you know what, we still got to drive like 45 minutes to get home, so we're like, we're out of here. So, you know, of course, before you leave anywhere with, you know, anybody under the age of seven, you've got to go to the bathroom well, you know, so we go in there and do our stuff, and it's like one of I'm like, I just God, I hope these boys don't have to sit down because if they do, man, it's going to be the end of me. We're going to walk out of here with freaking diphtheria. Anyway, so we walk, turn up and open up one stall, and this freaking toilet is just the nastiest bit of reality you've ever seen in your life. It's got like four rolls of TP and the what I can only describe as human soup <laughs> floating, just floating in there, Landon, and I'm just sitting there like. Stand well. What? Thank God I wasn't standing there. I'm just standing there thinking, what kind of animals are these people who just go number two and not just number two, but have like their their worst episode of irritable bowel syndrome they've ever experienced, and they've got to have it install number three of the men's restroom and don't even attempt to flush because you know these aren't those like tank. Toilets, Landon, you know what I'm talking about, those tank toilets like you have at your home? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. These are like those jet-powered flushing machines that have like 3,000 PSI, like the best pressure washer you've ever had. So you know this freaking plumbing's going to handle it. Who's who's sitting there? I mean, these people need to be caged, Landon, honestly. Who is doing that? You, I mean, I know you've run across this, Landon. You've, you've got to, right? Oh, yeah, Brent, this is just like the same people that, that can't put their shopping cart when the shopping cart stalls 20 feet away. But yeah, there's there's not much worse than opening up a stall and seeing that somebody left a whole big bowl full of cream of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, Landon, it was. I mean, I didn't get. I wasn't angry at the time because I was more. I was more focused on getting the boys to get their business done. And I'm like, you really, you really don't have to 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 sit down, do you, boy? Nah, Dad. So we just hauled butt and like got to the nearest Starbucks. We got went all city on it. But I'm just. Who who are these animals? They need to be caged. They need to be medicated. They probably live in the shopping carts that Landon was talking about. They've probably got cardboard homes with roofs made out of roofs made out of like silage tarp. And you know they probably you know their their rec room probably has the roof from an old forty two forty John Deere hood. It's just it's absolutely ridiculous, Landon. I'm sick and tired of people being animals. It's the twenty first freaking century. I would I would even be pissed if it was like 
What if you were like in the second century, Landon, and they had those like Roman baths, you know, where they just, everybody just freaking hung brain all afternoon and just washed, <laughs> you know, did their Saturday afternoon baths. And, and somebody goes around, you know, the bricked mortar that the slaves just put up and it's still got the sign wet paint on there. And they just freaking squat down and leave a deuce right there. And they don't have the courtesy to open up the aqueduct valve and just freaking turn that thing loose and wash it down the river. No, they just got to leave it for everybody else to take a bite, Landon. It's sick. It's disgusting. Uh, these people need to be arrested and thrown in the whole solitary confinement. It's got to be a mandatory felony. Landon, please tell me you agree with me. I agree, but more importantly, I'm just glad I had a girl. I'll let my wife deal with those things. Uh, Well, see... The good thing about this is, Lane, is you don't run across it just like every day. So I, I actually feel the privileged one to have two boys. And because uh, you've got to, every once in a while, I'm pretty sure you do take your girl out by yourself and you all have to go find the men's restroom. And I don't know, man, that's just too awkward. Even when I see a dude come in and I know the guy, the dad doesn't have a choice. He's got to bring his little girl in there with him to do her business when mom stayed at home, and you know, darning their socks or whatever. So it's just, I don't know, Lane, and I had to get it out of there. Just, if you, don't be an animal. This wasn't even, I didn't see one drunk person there either. So you couldn't blame it on that. I mean, I did see one, I mean, there was a homeless chick that was setting up shop, but they never let her in, so it couldn't have been her. It had to be one of these animals that just, I was just speechless, Landon. I mean, it was the worst thing I've ever seen. I'll tell but, you what you should do, Brent. You should just add to it and leave it and just add to the collection. So you're saying that was you that did that? <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. I don't know, Landon. I've I've seen you at uh, I've seen you at outdoor country music festivals. We went to one down at College Station when I was in college, and they had like freaking like three thousand porter potties, and it's just like it's basically Woodstock for Texas country music, which is awesome in itself. But these things would overflow, and they had like the slop truck show up every morning to empty these things, and you know the dude probably made a billion dollars doing it, but I don't know, man. To be the porter potty sucker is just. Of course, I mean, I know the owner of the, sh the owner of the whole shop wasn't driving the truck, but I'm anyway. And people, I mean, people lose their minds when they get too much alcohol. Their complete lack of regard for all foodborne and uh, intestinal-borne illnesses go out the window when they get to these porter potties and apparently public sporting arenas. So I had to get that off my chest. I know nobody wanted to hear it, but I just couldn't stand it anymore, Landon. Let's let's just go ahead and get into the commercial break. We're gonna have Radar Ricardo. He's gonna he's gonna give us that weather forecast. I hope he didn't hear this first segment because he's really got a weak stomach stomach, especially for a Mexican fella. So um, yeah, uh, check out our movie review uh, coming up. That's our sponsor for the week, and uh, Radar Ricardo will be coming at us, and we'll be right back after that. In a world where nothing goes right, where the rain says "f you." Where the big star in the sky even gives the mangy coyotes and starved skunks an orange-infused sunburn. Where the wind blows up your wife's dress in front of the entire electric co-op annual meeting. It didn't really matter if you voted or not, the incumbents win always anyway. Well, that may happen in your pathetic life. But in Arnold Marvin Johnson's world, revenge is best served with a jumpsuit and a very red ass. Before, after one too many grower meetings and CEU credit courses, AR decides he's had enough. And one night, after too many bush lights and Marlboro Reds, AR morphs into the shining star he's always dreamed of. His special power? One middle finger. No cape, no mask, no tight-fitting costume. Just a bird on his right hand. 
You know the term. Guns blazing. Showing us who's number one. That's right. He's giving the world the finger. It doesn't rain. He points it to the sky and the heavens open up. The winds are howling. He shoots the bird right in its direction and the winds cease. Kind of like Jesus, but not really. That incumbent wins a 30-second term on the board of directors. He just drops his plastic fork, stands up in front of the entire annual meeting, and shoots number one towards the stage and nominates a candidate from the floor. This August, you will believe in... Super Farmer! Pre-order your tickets today. Hey, 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 this is Radar Ricardo de la Serio bringing your Dryland Farmer Podcast weather update. Hey, 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 Brent, it's not looking good. Once again, you're at, what, 152 days, Vato, without any pre-reservable precipitation? I'm looking again, man. Hey, still not a man. El Nino, La Nina, man, they're still on the outs, man. She needs to get her ashes hauled, Vato. I tell you what, man, that essay, he's all lazy. He doesn't ever call her. He never goes over to her house or nothing, man. He's just all lazy and stuff. That's why it's not rainy, because La Nina, man, she's not getting hers. But, hey, you know, one of these days, she's going to she's gonna give in and call him up, you know. I mean, but, hey, until then, it's, you know, like I said, these kids, they're crazy these days. Ah, ah, ah. Hey, Vato, your weather forecast update, it's... Uh, 0% chances all the way across the board, Vato. I'm looking at the Amarillo weather. Nada. Settle, 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 settle. That's all your percentage chances, Vato. I'm telling you what, but it's going to be pretty windy, I guess. I mean, it's like going to blow like 30 to 40 tomorrow, the next day, and the next day after that, Saturday. It might only blow like 10 miles an hour, but, you know, it's March, so what do you expect? Hey, man, this week's Dry Down Farmer Weather Podcast Update brought to you by the movie that you've been waiting for. No more sequels because it probably won't make enough money to bring enough sequels back in. Super Farmer! That's right, Vato. You wish you had this guy's speech of superpowers. Man, he could throw the bird at the sky and make it rain like for all weekend, Vato. Except on like Sunday afternoon when you want to go play golf. That's right. He's, I mean, he's almost kind of like Jesus, you know, Vato. He like, points his finger at the wind, you know, and, and like the, the seas column, Vato. But, you know, hey, that's sacrilegious, man. Me, I love me some Jesus. Go see it this, you know, this August, man. Super Farmer. It's going to be in all your local theaters. That's right. Hey, 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 hey. This is Reynard Ricardo de la Serio with the Dryland Farmer Weather Podcast Update. Back to you, Bato. Hey, pendejo. Oh, thanks, Ricky. Thanks again, as always, man. I just wish you had a little better forecast for us than what you do, because... Like I said, no more rain for another seven days. It just it never gets old, I guess, at this point. Well, hey, we're gonna get into our uh, topic of the topic of the week. It's movies. That's right, farm movies that we think should have taken a different turn. Actually, that should have been written completely different. So, Landon and I, we're gonna give you our speculations of what the the actual scripts for these famous movies, what scripts hit the floor that didn't make it to the final cut and actually got completely rewritten. So without further ado, let's get into these movie speculations on the Dryline Farmer Podcast. Okay, here we go. First up. You all know this one, Children of the Corn. Landon, you've seen this one. I know you have, right? Yeah, it's terrifying. Terrifying movie. It's right up there with It, The Ring, and all those other terrifying movies that made you wet your pants as a kid. 
Well, Children of the Corn. Now, it's a, uh, what is it basically? A, a movie of demented kids, I think, that kind of terrorizes the farming community. Well, um, here is, this is mine. This is Brent's rendition. So, Children of the Corn, let's, let's just put you in the, in the mood here. After some privileged kids of some extremely large family farms failed at being decent grain cart drivers, they started their own cult and began to make their homes in the cornfields of their very own family's farms. These weren't just the baseline fields of these large operations, but the fields that always lifted the county average yield by way of the field's high organic matter and fertility levels. These children would all get the revenge soon enough by continuously drinking from the center pivot and obsessively urinating over the same acreage every day, thereby rendering the once highly productive soil into a salty wasteland that couldn't even grow a canker sore on a syphilitic porn star. After several cases of water poisoning, the children would emerge from the fields only to find copies of their parents' wills with their names completely blacked out. That's when they actually become possessed. And then they start filming the movie right there. Children of the Corn, always a classic. Up next, Landon, take it away, man. Yeah, that was a little unsettling. Next up is Footloose. You know, it's a movie about Ren and this douchebag of a bad boy that's sent off to live with his aunt or uncle or both. But, but right off the bat, he, he proves to everyone just how, just how good of a badass he is when he gets challenged to a game of tractor chicken. And, uh, of course, he gets, uh, he gets stuck with a John Deere while his, while his counterpart is... His future, future girlfriend's boyfriend is driving a nasty Vargas, and so anyway, in this, what seems to be like a 30-minute tractor ride, he gets his shoelace stuck, and he can't, he can't get off the tractor. <laughs> so, this is the, ironically enough, the only point in the movie where he could actually not get his foot loose. <laughs> anyway, he stays in the tractor, and Chuck or whatever the guy's name is goes off into a, goes off into a tail ditch. Thus, just driving the nail in the coffin for Nancy Ferguson. Never, you would never hear from me. This is when John Deere really took its dominance over the Massey Ferguson line of tractors. Yeah, the movie, the movie could have pretty well ended right there because that was by far the best scene. They had their boombox blasting on the tractor and everybody was having fun. And but in the end of the movie, they all get to dance and have fun at the old prom. Always a classic scene. Thank you, Landon. Thank you for. Footloose. Okay, next up, everybody's seen it. Everybody loves it. Everybody got scared of it when they was a kid. You might even be married to somebody that's still scared of it now. It's The Wizard of Oz. That's right. The wonderful Wizard of Oz. So we're going to do this and another voice that comes out of the uh, movie. And uh, yeah, here we go. So Wizard of Oz, this is our uh, alternate alternate reality of it. So after a pro PETA teenager returns home from possibly the weakest attempt at a runaway ever staged, Fakes a concussion because she realizes that she missed her chance to see the entire world with David Copperfield's grandfather. That, and she is reminded that her life still sucks due to the fact that they live in the intestines of the Great Depression and the Dust Bowl. Great combination. Apparently her parents were just some pot-smoking Okies from Muskogee and hauled ass to California thereby leaving her to live with her wheat-farming aunt and uncle from Kansas. Auntie M would later be featured on True Stories of the Highway Patrol as she was the leader of a vast meth-trafficking cartel, even though she purported herself as a good Christian woman. Dorothy would later be proven to be a user as well, as she tells of her journey to Oz, where she mingled with singing midgets and rabid lions and an anthropomorphized scarecrow and tin man. It turns out that her story of Oz wasn't all that black and white after all. 
She would be committed to a 1930s-style insane asylum where she would be forced to eat pomegranates and wash herself with peaches every day. Really, it's it's just really a good hygienic place they've got going on there. All right, next up, Landon, one of my favorite uh, movie franchises of all time. Take it away, man. Everybody loves it. It's Star Wars. It stars Luke Skywalker, a kid who was sent to live with his uncle after supposedly his parent died, but I think the real reason might be because his sister had some incest desires with him maybe maybe she wanted to make out with him but anyway he he ends up on uncle owen's farm and again he doesn't really want to help out pretty much the only thing he's good at is pest control while he because he's real good at going out and shooting womp rats in his t-16 skyhopper <laughs> anyway luke finally gets his chance to leave after his family is murdered by james earl jo- i mean after his family is murdered by darth vader and so he abandons the family farm and just goes off to join the rebellion and I'm sure after abandoning his family farm that some ass bags showed up and just used up all the water. <laughs> yeah, some almond farmer from Eastern California showed up, took all the aqueducts and the moisture farmers off the evaporators because he couldn't find any parts because those droids were just a bunch of piles of crap. You know, I, I was reading a little bit on research on that Star Wars as well. It turns out that Darth Vader, when he came to uh, Tatooine to, to uh, see Luke and find him, turns out he was actually just a uh, the VP of ag lending from the bank there in the uh, outer rim, and he was really just supposed to come repossess the moisture farm and not barbecue his relatives. So that's just a little. If you need a little Star Wars trivia one of these nights and you're having a big party somewhere, put that under your put that under your cap and keep that lid on it because that's something that nobody knows. Okay, up next, another sci-fi movie for you. It's Signs. That's right. Everybody saw Signs got creeped out by it. I know. I I was actually impressed with this movie. Well, um, I would have been even more impressed if that had gone with this storyline. A preacher who, as it turns out, is also a Jew-hating movie producer. Uh, Did you see Passion of the Christ? Well, apparently, he has a run-in with an Indian-American movie director earlier in life and gives up the life of the cloth. No more potluck dinners and come-ons by the ladies in the single Sunday school class for this clergy player. This preacher really had all the game. Well, he goes back to his family farm to start a no-till program where all his neighbors laugh at him and call him stupid. He ends up using so much Roundup and 2,4-D that attracts aliens from faraway galaxies who have a thing for asthmatic 10-year-old boys. Since Mel, <coughs> I mean... The farmer in the movie sold all of his tillage equipment. He had no weapon other than the handheld garden sprayer he used to spray his lawn with. He won his battle with the aliens in the end of the movie after personally pistol whipping each and every alien with the handle of the garden sprayer that he so loved. After the credits finished rolling in the movie, the movie cuts to a scene where the farmer hangs himself because his crop insurance company told him that they don't cover, quote, crop circles. Besides the, com- the, besides, the government quit subsidizing uh, multi-parallel crop insurance payments long ago. Okay, little lighter note here. Landon, take it away. Next up is Son-in-Law, the lesser-known movie where it's the age-old story where a college girl gets her douchey boyfriend to go back home with her for Thanksgiving so she doesn't have to deal with her ex-boyfriend. Although in reality, she's pro- this is probably just her way of telling the guy that she likes him. Women are women are very complex. So the guy goes along with it, goes home, has dinner, and then the ex has to come up with a plan to get the girl back. So he and the family's fat hired hand go and roofie Kelly from Saved by the Bell and make it look like her and Polly Shore did the did the made made the beast with two backs. You might say they 
You might say they rolled in the hay, Landon. <laughs> I think it was in the barn. Anyway, it all works out in the end, and he ends up driving a combine around like an idiot, and that's about it. There's a lot of meat on that bone, Landon. Thanks for that. Well, next up, it's you, you wouldn't think this is really a farm-based movie, and it's not, but it starts out that way. Superman. That's right. Superman. He started on the farm. He was a sharecropper, or at least his da- mom and dad, well, his adoptive parents were. That's I tell you what, that's some kind of reward. And, you know, these parents probably got rejected at the adoption agency because of some long lost deal. So they, you know, their next best get, uh, next best kid was getting some, you know, kid from a planet that had a different colored sun than theirs. But yeah, that's right, Superman. The age old story of the kid leaving the farm to chase the big city lights and save the entire world from bad renditions of Lex Luthor. Except for Gene Hackman. That dude was pretty cool. He could villain like nobody's business. But as we later find out, the U.S. government, especially under the Trump administration, would cut out all farm subsidies. So Superman, also known as Clark Kent, would hang up his cape, go back to Kansas. Apparently Kansas is kind of an epicenter for uh, all these farm movies. Wizard of Oz, Superman, whatevs. But hey, he goes back and um, apparently his dad, his adoptive dad, his adoptive mom, they run out of help. So he's got her combine the entire place with just his teeth. That's right, just his teeth. He lays down windrows every weekend when he goes back to help on the farm. During the week, apparently, bad guys only work weekdays. They don't work weekends. He's got to go back to Metropolis and help all the losers in the city out. That's right, all the losers in the city can't live five days without some super-powered superhero that can fly in a cape and red underwear, and he doesn't have the common courtesy to wear a cup, so he covers up his Superman junk. That's all I got to say about that, Landon. Go on. Do it. Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. It's a great movie about a man who goes crazy. He hears a whistle in his tractor and mistakes it for saying, build it and he will come. So he cuts down his beautiful corn crop and builds a baseball field right in the middle of the summer, which is just ludicrous. But it all works out in the end as a bunch of ghosts show up and play baseball. And then people hand over $20 bills to watch them play. The bigger question is why didn't he just wait until next season as the current season was already halfway over. So why why should he destroy his family's livelihood? But again, it all works out, and it's a great show. That's right. It's a great show. You know, this is actually what started off where the uh, farmers had to count non-farm income because this really wasn't a cash crop. This was actually off. It was funny because this was actually the first instance where off-farm income still took place on the farm. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't write the rules. It's one of those government bureaucracy conspiracies. Well, hey, we hope you enjoyed our movies that we thought should be different. That's right. Our movies with alternate realities, different plot lines, different twists. They would have made, you know how much money, more money they'd have made if they'd have had these plot lines. Well, that's all we've got. That's all the time we've got this week. We hope you come back next week. We know you will because you're hooked. You're hooked like that freaking meth addict in The Wizard of Oz. That's right. She finally got right, but it took her a while because they didn't really have much of a methadone clinic back in the 1930s, especially in Kansas. But until next time, Landon, thanks for coming by as always. Thanks for having me, Brent. It's great to have you, man. Until next time, y'all know that goofy line we're going to say. What side of the line are you on? The Drawline Farmer Podcast, brought to you by Super Farmer. See it this August. The Drawline Farmer Podcast. All rats reserved. 2.0.
2018.